check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome everyone to episode 75 of Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. This is your host Chizzy coming at you. In studio today we've got the guys that you know, Vino and Noble. Vino, mm-hmm. how you doing today, bro? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Basketball is back, bro. How could I not be happy? It's been so long. It, it feels like it's been an even longer mm. summer. Uh, even longer summer than usual, to be honest, this year. But, uh, yeah, it's back now, bro. And I, c- I can watch my, my Knicks playing, which is always always fun. And and see how this, how this NBA is going to play out. Because it's been a wild start to the season. Um, you can ask Sam Hinkie that. But, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a good time, bro. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm definitely happy the NBA is back. What, like, th- these games this past week, s- some of the performances, like Ja, mm-hmm. um, Ja going off, Luka going off, like, it's just Giannis, of course, Nick Jokic. Like, the, the NBA is, is, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm finally happy it's back. Um, Nobis, how you doing, man? Yeah, I, you know, just out here surviving. I... I went out last night and my voice is still trying to recover basically so i sound like a castrated chipmunk right now so i apologize guys um i promise you i'm not a chain smoker <clears throat> um but yeah no nah, we're good over here just happy the season started nba is back basketball is back the mm-hmm. dream the vision is coming 2023 is forming obviously this year doesn't count at all we don't give a mm. fuck about this season. It's a throwaway season. Victor Wemby is what it's all Victor about. Victor Wemby 2023, and it is going beautifully, if I might say so. <laughs> My lord. My lord. <laughs> I can't. Hey, I man, can't. Different teams have different how, championships. How the, great, how the great okay, have fooled OKC okay, were making oh, finals. Pause, pause. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Not hold 10 on. years ago. Before you all say whatever you want to say, I just want you guys to lay out very clearly. So I just want to, in one simple sentence, tell me what the goal of your team is this season. Jisum, go. Nothing. <clears throat> Vidu, what's the goal of your team? Progress, bro. Um, building around the... <laughs> Why is that so funny to you? Huh? huh? What's, what's so funny? What's so funny? You know what a man got nothing to say, but he just got to say something. No. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, Vino, Vino just yeah. practice honesty, bro. Practice <laughs> honesty and like... <laughs> bro, I'm trying... I'm try- Don't make me mad. Don't. I'm trying to tell you. What's that going to do? Is that going to help your I'm, team? Yes. Is he going to yes. change your story? Hey, look. Oh, look, 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 what I'm trying to tell you, yeah, is that we've got new players mm. in. We've got new players in. We've got new meat, new blood. And uh, we're going to uh, run. Tom Thibodeau is going to play these guys. You know you know he's going to play these mm. guys, bro. <laughs> you know he's going to play these guys. He's, they've got maybe a two to three game betting in period. It's equivalent to about three months for any other team. Just because of the intensity. And um, yeah, we'll be fine, bro. We blew out the Pistons. I actually think that we're going to make the playoffs this year. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Listen, he blew oh, out okay. the Pistons. <laughs> oh, so, so, so wait. Me, okay, you know what? I like that. I think I just got an answer there. So the goal is to make the playoffs, right? That's, That's progress, exactly. We didn't quite make it. No, last no, no. Season. Wait, wait. Let's just answer the question. That's the goal, right? To make the playoffs. Yeah, and what happens when you're in the playoffs? That's a ring, baby. We the Knicks. No, I'm playing. But for real, once you're in the playoffs, bro, you can. That's. I just want to watch my team play, bro. Competitive basketball. Uh huh. Uh-huh, <laughs> you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So wait, let me ask you a question. That you believe that your team will play competitive basketball <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> Yo, why why are you framing a question like that? That's a leading question. That's that's a leading question. That's a leading question. I try to see that. We're about to be led out of the playoffs, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I don't want y'all telling we have grand aspirations. Y'all 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 wanna stay your mediocrity. Go for it. This guy says grand aspirations. Victor Wembeyama. Victor Wembeyama is not grand, grand. What do you say? Grand aspirations, bro. He's a, he's a, he's a chance he's for maybe everything. something in six years. Are you yeah? dumb? No, no, Are you're you not dumb. Gonna, what you think you're gonna win a ring within six years, even if he does blow up when he comes in? Yes. If he, if we get him, if we get Victor Wembeyama, we have Shet Holmgren, we have Shea. Do you know how how fucking good Shea is? 
I know how you know, I don't think you realize I don't think you realize all those young boys they're getting the best they're getting the best possible experience because all these young boys are getting the most amount of minutes, which helps OKC because they ain't gonna win a single game. That's good. But they're figuring it out. Look at Lou Dort, bro. He came up through the system. His first season, he was good for just he wasn't even a good defender. He was just good for running around and getting fouls. Oh, then yeah. he became a good defender. Then he became a sometimes streaky three point shooter. Yeah. Then he became he's now becoming a decent three point shooter. It's just like you said, progress. 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 Exactly. exactly. So exactly. <laughs> now let's let's kind of get into that MVP conversation. Last few years, it's been um, you know Embiid, Jokic, kind of fighting for that uh, for that MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, obviously, the Vegas betting odds for for the MVP number one is Luca, so a, a young guy in there. Um, Jamarant obviously has been putting up num- like crazy numbers to, to start the season. Who knows if you can if you can keep that kind of uh, momentum going? So Noble, I'll, I'll actually start with you here. Who do you have as your as your current MVP going into the season? Hey, the person I have as my current MVP is the guy who has decided that he wants to take the NBA's best players and adopt every single one of them. <laughs> he has decided to just change people's surnames for no goddamn reason. He just went and said, you know what, yeah, that name Booker, your name should be Devin Doncic. So yeah, he don't change Devin's. He don't change Devin's last name. He just changed Jazz's last name. This nigga is gonna go through. He's gonna go through the whole league this year and change everyone's last name, bro. He's gonna be everyone gonna be wearing that Doncic at the end of the year, bro. Mm-hmm. Luca is gonna have his MVP season this year. I like it's a hard contest between him and Giannis because Giannis is good, just always gonna do Giannis things. But I think. Luca finally Luca has always been great. The only problem is his team wasn't that great. Now, Dallas, that's a scary team, bro. Especially with Christian Wood in it. The fit between between um Christian Wood and Luca Doncic is beautiful because it's a big guy who's highly skilled who can jump and catch a lob. That's all Luca needs, but he can shoot. The boy can shoot, bro. The the man can shoot step back jumpers mm. and stuff, step back threes. So yeah. I think um, it's his season. It's Dallas's season to make another deep playoff run. I think this is the first season, though, where I don't think anyone's going to call Dallas a dark horse. I think they go from being a dark horse to being a championship contender, which is funny because that team still isn't that stacked. But that's just how great Luka Doncic is. Mm. So, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be my MVP, MVP pick this season. He I see him just running away with the league. Vino, I, I know I know you have all kinds of problems with this uh, with this Dallas team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't is Luca your MVP as well, or or are you going elsewhere? I have all kinds of problems with this Dallas team because I think they've got a bunch of players who are all on their best day. If every player for Dallas shows up on their best day, then they're a championship contender, no doubt. However, on their worst day, it's pretty bad. Like they're very inconsistent players, guys like Tim Hardaway Jr., guys like. Um, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, he has ups and downs. Luca is pretty, he, he stays strong. I know he has off-shooting nights, but he stays strong usually. Even when he has off-shooting nights, he's always a constant threat. He's just so good. And um, Christian Wood, in my experience, well, not in my experience, in my, in my time watching him in Houston, primarily, he's been very, he's been a very strong presence, but he's got some injury concerns as well. I think the team has... I think they need maybe to switch out a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. for someone who's a bit more consistent, a bit more available in that role all the time, just so that they have a bit of stability because I think they have a lot of volatile pieces and if it works out well, it can work out really, really well and I don't think that they have, they're going to have locker room problems or anything like that. I think it's simply going to be potentially inconsistencies that cause them to lose some games that they, they would probably consider must wins and things like that and... Um, Potentially, I think Luca could be the MVP simply because uh, I think he might have the uh, he might have the ability to drag them through that those games when his team are, are not doing so well. And I don't know if I'm. Ugh. I asked you some uh, guy, everyone listening. I asked him before not to ask me for my MVP pick first because it was obviously between Luca and Yanis, and I'm still struggling to pick one. I think Yanis is just going to have a monster season. But I think MVP comes down to narrative a lot. And uh, alluding to what Noble said, the narrative around Luca is young bull coming to the league, 
killed everyone. Based on the narrative and based on the fact that I do believe this team will finish in the in the top four or five seeds. Um, I'm gonna go for Luca as well. I hate to agree with Noble, but I'm gonna go for Luca as well. I agree with with both of you as well. Um, just because Luca is Luca is, is special, man. Like we we all know it. He is. And this is. this team is like they they're definitely trending in the right direction. I don't, I don't think that they are like the top two teams in the in the East, sorry in the Western Conference right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because they are missing that number two superstar. But I think that them missing that number two superstar is what can drive Luca to to the MVP. Because as you said, Reen, it is about narrative. Last couple of years, um, th- one of the main reasons why uh, Jokic has, has won those MVPs is because he's been doing things by himself. He didn't have his um, his running partner in Jamal Murray, and he was still able to keep the to keep the Nuggets at a very competitive level, still yeah. winning a lot of games and all that. And I think Luca now, he has a good enough team where they can win a lot of games. But then when it comes down to the end of it, you can look at this team and go, well, there's no number two superstar. Luca is the one that's carrying them where they need to be. And he will have those crazy nights. Like last night when, when they were facing the, um, the Grizzlies and he had 21 and four by the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Like he can do shit like that. And it's just... It's like unfair to, to kind of watch. By <laughs> halftime, I was like kind of disinterested in that game because it was like, okay, Luca is just dominating the fuck out of these guys. Like it's, it's kind of sad to he's, see. A, he's like, such a nice guy, just adopting babies everywhere. <laughs> and and what's crazy, like this this team, um, I just wanted to give this team uh, credit because I feel like they tried the Porzingis experiment. Um, it didn't quite work out, and then they found Christian Wood, who I think is exactly what they needed Porzingis to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, that long guy who can go. You know, catch loves at the rim, can shoot the three, can get his own bucket, um, and, and kind of take the take some pressure off of Luca. And in that pick and roll, like that pick and roll is pretty deadly, man. Because how how do you guard that when you have a big man that can roll to the rim and shoot, and you have Luca who who is just Luca, man. Like it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's move on to to another to another award. Um, this time let's go to the six man of the year. Last year, that was Tyler Hero's award, obviously with uh, with the Miami Heat and everything mm-hmm. that he brought off the bench. Um, routinely, this this award goes to high volume scorers that come off the bench. Um, obviously, guys like Jordan Clarkson in the past were in the in the running for this uh, for this award, but I don't think he'll be this year just because of the team that he's on. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you guys see this award going? What 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 player coming off the bench do you think has that um, capability for six man of the year, Vino? Again, it's between two guys for me. And I think both of these guys would be very solid picks by the end of the season. Um, I'm going to go with one of them simply because I'm not sure if the other will remain as a sixth man for the whole season. Um, um, The other that I'm talking about is Christian Wood. So he's currently coming off the bench for the Mavs. Um, JaVale McGee is starting. I think if I want to check, I think JaVale McGee played 14 minutes in one game. And... uh, something similar in, in in the other game that they played as well uh christian wood took the bulk of those minutes at center even though he did come off off the bench um which is why i don't want to pick him as my sixth man of the year because i do think he's the best player on an nba bench right now or at least one of them and he's performing like it as well so he should probably be in the running for that six man award i just think he might spend more than half the season as a starter so i'm gonna even though he is a six man right now, I'm going to rule him out and I'm going to go with my guy who actually is my six man of the year, which is that guy, Jordan Poole. Because for the Warriors, they're going to be a good team. Jordan Poole. Again, awards are about narrative and basketball isn't just about skill and ability. Not to say that Jordan Poole isn't the most skilled and able or anything or whatever, but it's, it's to do with momentum a lot as well. He had a great season last year. The Warriors won a ring. He was a big part of that. He's come back into the new season. Now all of the hitters are there, starting at point guard and shooting guard. I'm talking about Stephen Clay, obviously. And and Jordan Poole is now coming up off the bench. I think it's the perfect role for a player like him, who's got, at the minute, he's... I don't think he's set in stone as a point guard or a two guard. He doesn't have the same playmaking ability as Steph. It's a great chance for him to kind of develop that that leadership role for that bench unit. 
while also developing his skills. He's gonna he's gonna be part of the future for the Warriors, and he knows that. So I think he's happy, very happy to come off the bench at the minute. He's cool with his role, and because of that, I think he's gonna flourish as he has been so far. He's been playing well, and yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jordan Poole for my sixth man of the year. No, so how do you feel about that pick, Jordan Poole for six man, and who is yours? <clears throat> I mean, to be honest, that that that's a tough pick because that really that really and truly depends on Draymond Green. That doesn't really depend on you, bro. If Draymond decides that he he try to end his mass career before, <laughs> before the season is done. <laughs> I tried not to yeah. mention Draymond, bro. I tried my best, you know. I tried my best. Nobs will let it. Nobs will let it pass, man. Uh, so I'm just saying, because of the integrity of his jawline, I'm I'm not sure if I want to be picking um, Jordan Poole just just yet. But if I was gonna go with somebody. I would say Malcolm Brockton. That's a good pick. That's mm, a good that's pick. That's a solid pick. I like that because, pick. Because, and to be honest, it's more about the storyline than anything else because Golden State is already a top 10, top everything. We all know their story, blah, blah, blah. But with Boston, with the coach being gone and stuff, like anything that happens over there is just a little bit more magnified. So I think like if Jordan Poole and Malcolm Brogdon are doing the same numbers, same impact, I'm not even sure. That, I'm not saying. I think Jordan Poole is the more offensive player, but Malcolm Brogdon is a more complete player in terms of like team play. So if they're having like similar impacts on both teams, I think I'll give that to Malcolm Brogdon because he's in a tougher environment per se. Just because like it's the system is not. We don't know what system they're running basically. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's me. I'd, I'm actually I'm one sec before you say something to you. I actually, I I do. He was one of my options, and I I can't argue with that pick at all, bro. And I think Malcolm Brogdon, just as a point, is is in the perfect situation for himself now in Boston, and I think it's it's the perfect kind of team for him to. I feel to like Malcolm with. Brogdon has been in a perfect situation a few times, and he's just either fumbled mm, it or got it injured. I don't know, no, yeah. because I'm talking I mean, about like, the team here, the team Boston. I feel like it yeah. complements his playing style, the way that he wants to play. The team's exactly. the team's kind of mentality has always been uh, kind of aligned with where he, the way he thinks uh, and the way Just that don't he get plays. Injured, from bro. what I can see, that's, that's like, true. That's yeah, the thing. Yes, the, the injury is true, but like his last two stops, obviously um, the Pacers, like Pacers aren't like they don't have a good enough team to do anything, right? Yeah, so even nah. so, he he had the chance there to like build his skill sets and like take on like a more exactly. leadership role and it's just. I think he's definitely one of the best players um, to be on a on a bench unit right now. Bo- both both of you guys' picks, um, both Jordan po- um, Jordan Poole and Malcolm Brogdon, both guys are doing like like are in kind of perfect roles for for themselves. Like Jordan Poole in that Warriors offense, like coming in and like essentially taking Steph Steph Curry's role but being on the bench unit, um, like is amazing. Having that ability to to take insane shots sometimes mm-hmm. um, and like know that your coach is not going to pull you because he's seen another guy take those kinds of uh, insane shots and like you, you build that kind of confidence uh, and the, the moves that this guy puts on constantly constantly like he's always going to give you highlight after highlight after highlight like mm-hmm. just ballsy plays I think I think he, he definitely has a, a good chance to win um, I actually um, like the, the Malcolm Brogdon pick just a little bit more just because he's He's a very, very complete player, man. Like, he is. Especially he for is. that backup role, like it's rare that you find a, a a bench player coming in and can give you both off like really good offense and really good defense. Like typically, you're trading one for the other at, at the bench role. Having a guy that can come in mm-hmm. and lock up and go score and get you some assists at the same time is like it's big time. And I think that that could really bode well for for that um, six man of the year. Um, next award that I want to discuss here, this one is like obviously geared towards the, 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 the rookies, the, the young players coming to the league. And this is the Rookie of the Year award. Um, last year, this went to Scotty Barnes with the, with, with the Raptors. Why did I forget the Raptors? Uh, Scotty Barnes. Um, this year, who do you guys, who'd you guys have winning this, this Rookie of the Year? Yeah, well, to be honest, yeah, for me, there's, there's really two. There's really two competitors who are gonna be competing, who, who are gonna be going for this award. It's Jaden Ivey, 
uh, or is Paolo Banchero. Jaden yeah, Ivey is a baller. Yeah, literally for me. Yeah, Jaden Ivey is a baller. He's playing for the, the, the Pistons, playing as a point guard. So um, he's played, I think, three games so far. Uh, in those three games, he's averaged 18, 5, and 6 on 50% from the field, 45% from three. That's pretty insane for a rookie point guard coming in. They usually struggle percentage-wise, uh, struggle getting the ball in the hoop just because it's a more physical league. And to see a guy come jump in and just uh, hit the ground running, just get buckets, even though it is a Pistons, um, he's going to be great uh, if he keeps this up. And he's wearing 23, so, you know, he's... He's he's got he's got a good future, but I think it is gonna be Paolo Banchero. Like the way that he's played for that for that um for that Orlando Magic team has been insane. I haven't seen a rookie come in and do this for a while. His percentages aren't off the like percentages aren't crazy the way that um Jaden Ivey's are. Jaden Ivey I think is definitely a more polished player than Banchero. Um like not not overall, but scoring wise, I think he he's he's got better shot selection. He knows he knows when to not shoot. He's a bit more mature, I think, in certain ways. But I think Banchero is just an explosive talent. He plays power forward uh, for one of the worst teams in NBA history. Uh, and they're continuing to be trashed this year. And he's going to have lots of minutes, lots of opportunity to do a lot of damage. Right now, he's averaging, tw- <laughs> he's averaging 23, 9, and 3 with two blocks a game as a rookie in his first three games. So it's very impressive, but it is concerning with the 42% from the field and the 23% from three. He's not expected to be a three-point shooter, but he needs to get better with his shot selection, probably calm down a little bit at times. But I think over the season, those problems will go away. Maybe, I think maybe he'll stay around the 40% shooting mark, but his stats alone will keep him afloat in the rookie of the year race. I'm going to go with Manchero. I really believe that Benchero is the better player. Paolo Benchero is the overall better player. You'd want him on your team. I think anyone would want yep. Paolo Benchero. That's why he went number one. But I also strongly believe in Orlando Magic and their ability, or should I say their ineptitude. I believe in their ability to be shit. And they don't they don't have a curse, they have a talent for being shit. And when I say that I mean even with potential picks. So if you look at Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony, check how many times he got injured last year. They're all their rookie picks get injured. Mobamba, how long has he been injured for? Like the Orlando Magic over the past four or five years have consistently I don't know what they be doing in their locker rooms, bro. But assuming that he plays a complete season, I give it to Paolo Banchero. But I don't believe he will. I really don't believe he will. I think um, Jaden Ivey will have the better season. Just because he plays more games. It will literally be like another Zion versus... Who was the fuck that ja. he took? LaMelo La Ball? No, Zion Ja, I believe. Ja. It was Ja. Yeah, yeah and then, yeah, Ja. Who won, who won it? Ja won it. Yeah, because I miss a lot of the games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, sorry, my my my, my memory is not what it used to be. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think it's literally what it's gonna be because Paolo Banchero, honestly speaking, that's who Ben Simmons was dreaming he was gonna be. Like Ben Simmons wake up, wakes up at night. Yeah, I'm I'm not even gonna lie. He has wet dreams about Paolo Banchero because uh, literally that's who he's supposed to be. Because at least the nigga shoots. God damn, even if you don't make shoots. it, even if you don't exactly. make it, exactly, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah, okay, yeah, that's my pick, that's my pick. We're gonna All right, that. so Vino, you've got Paolo Banchero, um, Noble, you've got Jaden Ivey for Rookie of the Year. The final award yeah. that I wanted to go over is the Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, last year this went to Marcus Smart. This was the first time. Well, first time in a long time that the, this award has gone to a, a guard. For real, Typically, for this real. Is a, this is a big man's award. Um, and the, the last, like, wing to get it was uh, was Kawhi, which was, like, also ages ago. Um, so, obviously, there, there's uh, there's quite a few ways that you could go with this. Um, I'm sure Draymond Green and... Um, Joel Embiid. is still in that conversation as well. Is, is that your pick? That's that. For me, there's no conversation. That's the book. 
Joel and Beat is the book. Like, you know what it is, yeah. Like, every now and again, we love to make other... We love to stroke other people's dicks. It's just human nature. Whoa. You, you, as, you as a human being, every once and again, you just want to... You just want to go over to the other side and stroke. Like, you get tired of your own dick, so you just want to go over there and just, you know, do, do a little rub tug. My point is... I think they call that vulture fatigue. That's what mm. I'm trying to say. That, 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 That's what you're trying to say. That's what you're trying to say. Voter fatigue. Think about it. Think about it. That is voter fatigue, bro. That that oh, is literally you, you get tired of pumping oh. your own dick, so you're like, you know what? Yeah, that dick over there don't look that bad. Let me go see what else. <laughs> pause. Okay, yo. Heavy now, now he oh. says pause. Now he says pause. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. My point is, my point is, Marcus Smart was the hipster pick. He was the mm. cool, trendy pick for all these idiots trying to go around and say, yes, I'm not going to lie, Smart is a good defender. Yes, he is a good defender, but, yo, it is a big man's position. So, I don't think he's going to be Rudy Gobert this season. That guy's gone to Minnesota. He's gone to Minnesota. Well, what do the Timberwolves know about defense? <laughs> <laughs> they ain't finna learn today. I don't care if he's there. He's not going to suddenly come and make them become defensive juggernauts. That's not gonna happen. So I naturally have to think in Embiid because Embiid has, he really, really has something to prove this season. If I was, I mean, of all the players that got pissed, I think the two, the two players who should be the most pissed are Joel Embiid and Devin Booker. And Devin Booker is not pissed. He's adopted. So Embiid just has to be pissed. Yeah, so I said what I said. Uh, but my point is, my point is, Embiid has everything to prove this season, and he needs to know that um, it starts from the defensive and it just starts from being a big man. That's the thing. At the end of the day, if Joel Embiid wants to win MVP this season, if he wants to win defensive player of the year of the season, he just has to be a big man. And I think that he realizes that he's having people come in his ear and tell him that Shaq said that recently on his Diesel podcast and you know if Shaq is saying this on his podcast he's definitely relaying that message over to MB. so mm-hmm. I think this year we see him step up and be the dominant person that he's supposed to be I don't give I don't give a fuck about their 0-3 record bro like bro stop that stop that Utah is 3-0 and you, you think that that's how it's gonna end that's how the season's gonna end with Utah exactly. on top and Philly below no no so I think yeah MB got my pick Vino, who do you who do you think is defense player of the year? I think Noble's gone a bit gung ho with this one, you know. Um, getting a bit carried away with the NBA pick. Uh, I think overall they're not a very uh, stable team defensively, in my opinion. I think they they have work to do because of the addition of Ben Simmons and whatnot to to get their defense set. I'm not saying they're a bad team. Um, yeah, Embiid is a great defender and he may well win it, but I think there's a team that's already set solid. Uh, with a guy who's been who's been dying to win this award, um, and that's Bam Adebayo for the Miami Heat, because he's been a great defender for years now, and um, as I said, he has been dying to win this award. Um, it's 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 his thing. It's what he does for the team, and uh, I think this season he's played well, very well defensively, and he will step up uh, for the whole season, and I think he'll end up being. Defensive Player of the Year, as you said, voter fatigue. Uh, I don't really don't think that Embiid is a clear-cut winner by a mile. I think he probably is uh, just as good of a defender as Bam, and he'll prove he's a better defender than Bam actually uh, as a player. But throughout the course of a season with his injuries and whatnot, I think Bam might have the consistency and longevity throughout the season to win the award. Uh, another guy who I just want to mention as a as an honourable mention is a guy who I've been saying for years is going to come good. He was always good, but he's now coming into his own, and that's Robert Williams for the Celtics. That guy is a beast. Robert Mm. Williams is a beast. And the way the Celtics are playing right now, if they can keep this up, then I wouldn't be surprised if his name was flying around in conversations near the end of the year. Fair. That's that's definitely a a, a solid honorable mention, uh, Robert Williams. He, He... it feels like every shot that goes up in the paint, he at least tries to block. Yeah. Like, he obviously, he can't get his hands on everything, but every single shot in the paint, this guy is jumping. Like, he's full stretch. He's doing everything to try to get that ball off the... To, to try to get that thing in, into, like, the third or fourth row. 
and you see that kind of defensive effort, especially when you pair that up with a with a guy like Marcus Smart in the back in the in the backcourt there as well. Like the the Celtics are definitely a scary team. Um, I know sure. we have to to get into our our predictions for for games this week, but if you guys could allow me like two minutes, I just have to get sure. off a, a a Lakers rant. I know it doesn't really fit <laughs> oh, with this topic here. Oh no! Oh, hey, yo, I just want to say before you let out this rant, the, it would be so beautiful if it in post edit, you can fucking put this idiot talking about LeBron <laughs> and the Lakers going off, <laughs> going off the season, make, make, making making top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, uh, if you could just please. like his, his all right, voice. All right, all right. Please before. don't do that. Yeah. Yo, please don't do that. Please don't do that. You have all the power in your hands here, Jason. You're editing this episode, bro. Please don't do that. Look, I'm telling you. Uh, I'm just, I'm no just one needs saying, to know. No like, one needs just, to know. We need the, the, the fans to be aware of what Let's let's know. Let's keep a historical record of what we're saying on this show. You know. Hey, oh, it's, wow, it's, like it's, 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 on, it's on the it's on the Instagram page right now. If you if you go pf underscore ht. Once again, that is oh, pf crap. underscore ht. Oh, <laughs> He's got like eighteen thousand views right now. Oh no! no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How many people need to see me be wrong? How many people? Oh. He said, "You know what? Yeah, it's beautiful. How much? How much confidence he said it with." Oh, it was That's so much the, confidence. That is like, the most. Literally, we were like right as he was saying it, like my face. I was in the camera, like, "Yo, are you sure about this, bro? Like, you don't have to do this. Like, he and you are friends. Like, you don't have to do this for me, bro." Like, I, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it for you, but I was definitely doing it against myself. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, I mean, like right now, I feel like everyone, especially on Friday, like everyone in the media was talking about Westbrook going over eleven, over eleven Westbrook, blah, blah blah blah. And like, yes, over eleven obviously is a is a terrible stat line. It's, it's a step, terrible shooting percentage, terrible everywhere. But like, not enough, not enough people were talking about like the construction of this Lakers roster. That could make a, a former NBA MVP go 0 for 11 from the field. Like, let's let's take a look at the actual roster. Like, so far this Breaking team is shooting 22 percent from the three point line. Two twos. Like 22 percent from the three point. Like, I don't even That's know where than to Paolo begin. That's lower That's like, and uh, what's his name? Ben Simmons might be shooting a higher percentage right now. Right now. Oh like, my god. Bro, like it's bad. The only time it you is. want to be doing two twos is when you're trying to put a rim on the car, bro. That's the only time no, you're talking I, about like, two twos. Bad. That's that's just wrong, bro. And you look at this this roster. Like last year, every, this team was terrible at shooting. Everyone knew that. Every team you came to, you, you're playing the Lakers. You're like, okay, we want to let them shoot threes, and they're mm-hmm. going to lose the game. And then what what does what does our, our GM do this this off season? Mm-hmm. He just brings in a bunch of non-shooters, and it doesn't make any sense. And what's pissed, like what's blowing my mind even more, is that this guy has now received uh, a contract extension through the 2025 season, and it, it's like <laughs> two years in a row you built a terrible team, and then they're like, hmm, let's let's lock this guy up. He he, he seems to be the guy. He he knows what he's doing. Let's lock him shambles, up. It's like the I'm like, yo, shambles. we are in like such deep shit right now, and uh, I don't even know what. Like, and right now. The fact that everyone still is like somehow blaming Westbrook for this is beyond me. Cause it's ridiculous. Last year, we we know what happened last year. It wasn't Westbrook. Like yes, there was injuries. Yes, Westbrook didn't play. Didn't have his best season. But we knew shooting was the main issue, and that didn't get fixed. And somehow everyone is still looking at Westbrook as as somehow like he's to blame for this shit. And like, mm-hmm. let the man off the hook. Stop making this man's life hell. And let's look at the the real culprit here. Rob Palinka needs to go. Lakers fans activate really and like, like let's fucking get this guy out of here. They need to do one of them ones where they, you know how they buy out, buy out contracts. They need to buy him out, bro. Just be like, bro, oh just, yeah, we just know. Just let him go. Just, just yeah, all the money. Just, 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 just go, pay bro. the money. Just take, take yeah. it and go. Take it and go. Look, I know, like Rob Palinka is like really, really linked to the organization. Like he was Kobe's, um, he was Kobe's um, agent, agent and all that. Like cool. Like yes, we love the guy. He's done some great things. Blah blah blah. Like let him give him money. Here, take take the money that you you signed through, uh, from this extension. I think it was like 15, 20 million, whatever it is. Like, boom, take the money. You can go. We love you. Thank you for everything. You won the one championship with us too. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. But now, like, we actually need to look at how we need to find someone who knows how to construct an NBA roster because this man clearly does not know how to do that. Y'all need to call Sam Presti 
Obviously, he's not gonna go to your fucking team. Go fuck yourself. Oh, but you need to, you wait till he sees that Laker money. Wait till he sees that Laker money. It, it, Sam Presti was never doing this for the money. Oh, you think so? Oh, you think so? Man, you, you think man is all <laughs> philanthropical? Uh, I'm, I'm saying until we I'm offer saying him five percent stake in the Lakers, and now man's knees are buckling. Nah, okay, nah, see nah, who? Nah, nah. What New kind York, of thunder? They, there was an opening in a few teams that Sam Presti, if he wanted to, he could fill in anywhere. And uh, even the Golden State Warriors, when Joe Lake took over. Bro, Yo, Lakers, like, Lakers, Lakers money is different, bro. Lakers money bro, is different. Go fuck money, bro. What's that money done for you? What's all that money done for you? Oh, it's, yeah. it's won me 17 championships. What is, what is your... What, what, what have you done for you? Wow. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, this is my turn to turn. Historian. <laughs> He's coming, said, like, me, he coming like, yay. <laughs> he coming like, yay. What's your net worth? What's your net worth? What's your net worth, Noble? I make hey, more, I say, make more money than like you. The only person speaking like that right now is Kanye. You trying to be Kanye, bro? That's your, that's what you sounded like. You sounded very Kanye-ish <laughs> oh, right now. My, my, wow, this guy's this guy's pulling out the yay card. Knowing mm. I'm going to back up off of that. The world would be a better place without Kanye's phone. Without Kanye's phone, yeah. For real. Without Kanye's phone and Twitter account. Yep. It needs to zero um, dark 30, that shit. <laughs> um, so let, let's let's get into our, our final segment here. We're just going to get into games. We started this last season where we just pose five games to these guys. Um, they make their picks. And then at the end of the week, we tally up the results, see who um, see who won for that week. And this or season, since words, we're starting this... On, this, we're starting in week two of the of the season, wow. and we're going to run this all the way to the end. And at the end of the season, we'll see who won more weeks between these two guys. And I don't think you want to do that. And, and then, and then throughout the season, track. throughout the season, we will figure out uh, 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 something either for the winner to do, or, or winner to get rather, or for the loser. Nah, I feel to the do. loser. The loser has to do something. I, actually, you I know what? Like, I feel like that's better. We'll, we'll make this good. We'll make the winner pick what the loser does. Oh lord. Oh, <laughs> just know, so, no, so there's, just know, there's, there's, there's the something rugby, on the table now. Um, all of the, all right? all the rugby ones. So yeah. we'll start. We'll start week one with the Suns versus Clippers. That game happens tonight. They're going to be in LA. Suns versus Clippers. Noble, who do you have winning? Oh, Devin Booker and them boys against PG Kawhi and them lot. I'm gonna have to give it to the Suns. I think the Suns are gonna carry this game. Suns versus Clippers. Who do you have winning that game tonight? Uh, Suns versus Clippers. So obviously the Suns are what one and one. Clippers are two and zero. Oh. Um, CP3's had his struggles at the start of the year so far, especially the the opener. Um, couple of a uh, couple of couple of bad games, I guess. Um, I'm gonna go with the the Clippers because they've been very strong. Uh, PG's been balling out. Um, uh, I'm not sure is uh, is Kawhi fit for this game. Yeah. Yeah, he's fit, yeah. but he's uh, he's coming off the bench to to start off the season. Okay, okay, then fine. That's yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Clippers for sure. All right, um, the next game, next game. is the is the Nets versus the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies will be at home for this one on Monday night. Who are you asking me? Binu, yes. Uh, Nets Grizzlies. I'm gonna go with in that game. Both teams, the Grizzlies have, have got a bit of a better record, but they played a little bit more good. They played another game over the Nets. I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I doubt they're going to fall to one and two. Uh, yeah, I just, I've, I've not got really a reason at this point in the season. Both teams have played relatively similarly. Um, I think in their games, they haven't stood out too much, but I think the Nets will get this just on pure KD-ness and... Uh, also, him and Kyrie had a good um, final quarter in the last game. I think they can build momentum from there. All right. Gnomes, who do you got? Nets versus Grizzlies. Um, <coughs> I'm just on rant. I'm on my... Wait, what's the lyric? I'm on my... I'm on my Grizzly. No. Yeah, Jamoran, I'm it's on my Grizzly. You niggas is curves, not, no, no, not the ones. In the yeah, the J. Cole line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I got you. I yeah, got bro. you. Um, yeah. So I know Ja and the boys. They lost. He got stunned by. I mean, his dad just came and picked him up. Um, the other day. Uh, but oh, we don't care God. about that. <laughs> this is not family no more. Yeah, he's not related to the Nets in any way, so I think that he's gonna get that fire back. They are the most exciting team to watch this year. I would say this. 
I would say that for free. Ja is the most exciting player in the NBA. He is the most exciting player in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, I, I saw a comment somewhere that, that got me really thinking that said, Ja Moran is better than Derrick Rose. And that comment got me thinking, thinking, because I ain't going to lie mm. to you. The only place where I wouldn't give it to Ja, and I, I'm struggling to remember how good Rose was, is the defensive end of the floor. But on the offensive end of the floor, as a specimen, I ain't gonna lie to you. All respect to the youngest MVP ever, Derrick Rose, but Ja is a different breed. Really? They are both athletic as hell, but Ja can then shoot that rock like a motherfucker. And I think he may have. I think Derrick Rose is actually more. He Derrick Rose is more, is stronger. Don't get me. Derrick Rose is stronger and more. No, not more explosive. He's stronger, so he could contort his body and take more contact in the air and still finish. But Ja don't gotta do that because Ja just gonna jump over you, bro. He's more explosive than Derrick Rose. He's a definitely more explosive than Derrick Rose. You know I, what? I gotta give, I gotta uh, give it to him. I need to see him do it for like what he's doing. A so couple far. more seasons, not the same yeah. numbers, but like if, not, not not just a couple more seasons. I need to see him do it for a full season. Because last no, year, we like, saw he, that last year. like he had um, kind of spurts of, yeah. But then like the, the the Grizzlies were also better. Like they had a better record without him than with him. Whereas like with Derrick Rose, like mm. you take Derrick Rose off those mm. Bulls teams, and it was like it was very much the case where it's like at the start of the season when when there, especially when he got injured, you're like okay, when Derrick Rose comes back, we're we're competing for a championship. Right now, we're just like staying afloat. So like I haven't like skill set. I see the impact though. Like, that impact mm. that, that D-Rose was having on those Bulls teams. Because D-Rose was yeah. the reason why they were competing with D-Wade, Bosch, and LeBron. Yeah, true. Mm. Like, D-Rose was that fucking guy. So, like, yeah. when you when if we're just talking about skill set, I can see where you're coming from. But it's like, impact, like when you're talking about right. just, like, take impact. over a game. Yeah. Like, D-Rose Yeah, guy. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I see mm. where you're coming from. You, you are right. He D-Rose is, was... Is much more of a leader than Jamarant is is right now. So yeah, like, exactly. mm-hmm. if if he can stay healthy, like only God knows the ceiling for this guy because he he definitely like has the potential to be. I just don't think yeah. he's there yet. Yeah. Um. Next next matchup that we um want to talk about real quick here is Raptors versus Heat. Like this one, two very grinded out teams, like different kind of styles of play, but very very much like that hard-headed mentality for both of them Raptors Heat no who you got winning this one on Monday night mm. Mm. who is playing at home uh, Miami's at home okay for that it, just because of the, I think Miami wins this game I think Miami wins this game because um they they're like you said they're both grinded out teams so then it just becomes to those little we're looking for the little um things and i think that miami right now at home they will have that momentum it'll be easier to get that momentum going than it would be for toronto um toronto is just a, like you said they would never stop playing hard but it's easier when you are playing hard but at the same time your shots are falling easier and stuff and i think like that'll be harder to do when you're in miami so yeah, I, I give it to the Heat right now. Vino, I know you've got the Miami Heat jersey on right now. Are you going with them or are you going with the uh, with the Raptors? I'm gonna go with the Heat, baby. I'm gonna agree with Noble on this one. Uh, I think it's a tightly contested matchup this year. I didn't have much faith in the Raptors coming in because I wasn't sure how Siakam at center was gonna work um, alongside those guys. Uh, I know they tried it last season as well, but. Coming into a new year, I thought that might be a little bit of a concern balance-wise in the team, but Siakam's taking that role with both hands, um, playing really well. I think the Raptors are probably in a, a bit better form at the moment, and their whole team is playing a little bit better as opposed to the Heat. But when you've got Elliot Eric Spolstra as a coach, it's always a factor. He's at home, uh, the team's at home, they're a hard-nosed team. I doubt they're going to lose easily in Miami, and I think they'll pip it. All right. Two more games to go over, um, both of them involving the Mavericks. Uh, first one is the Mavericks versus the Pelicans on Tuesday night. Um, the Pelicans will be at home for this. Who do you guys got, Vino? 
I think the, the, the Mavs, they still need to figure out some things about how they're going to set their team up for the year. You can see clearly from how they play that they're a very good defensive team. Um, they're overall a very, very good um, very very good unit. But as of right now, I just think the Pelicans, are they've got the momentum, they're in form, and I think they'll snatch this game. Norms, who you got? We're going to stop Luka. No one's going to stop Luka. Luka will have 40. Luka will have 40 in a loss. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that, again, Dallas has the ability, capability to slap any team this season. Any team. And I think with some teams, it's going to be harder than others. But I think with teams, with young teams especially, Luka dominates them. And that's because, like, the best way to beat Luke it's hard to beat a team like Luca because he keeps doing impossible shit even though you're doing your thing so you start to lose confidence right. in yourself for you to beat that you just need to keep doing the same thing over and over again even when you see shit going left so um, I don't think the Pelicans are there yet um, I think they're very talented don't get me wrong Zion Williamson is insane and um, actually wait hold up now because that's, that's different now because the problem is there's nobody on the interior to stop Zion and whoever you put to stop Zion, then Valanciunas mm -hmm. cannot be a problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And that's why he had 30 in the last game. That's why he had 30 in the last game. Yeah, I think it might be a matchup nightmare for... For, for Dallas. Luka. Wow. For Dallas. Mm-hmm. About that thing with uh, Zion, last season, uh, last game, as I said, he had 16 points and, and Valanciunas had 30. They're gonna try stop Zion. They they might stifle him to twelve to seventeen points, but you're you're gonna have problems with the spacing. Bi, you're gonna find Bi open on the perimeter. Then, as you said, it's gonna be the rotations from the Mavericks are gonna have to be crispy, and they're not gonna be able to keep. Yeah, up with you know team. what? It pisses me off, but I have to go with Vino. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to just because of the lack of interior presence. I will give it to the Pels. I think they Vino. should start Christian Wood. I think they should start Christian Wood in this game, the Mavericks. I think they should start Christian Wood and McGee. Yeah. Wow. Actually, that that, that, that is a good shout. Wood yeah, at the four, is... McGee at the five. That would work. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, would that, that, that would definitely help with, with some of those problems there. Um, final game is the Mavericks versus the Nets. And that is at the Nets, so in, in Brooklyn on Thursday night. I give that to the Nets 100%. And I have I, I have a stat line of 7 points, 13 <laughs> assists, and 7 points, 13 assists, 9 rebounds, 2 blocks, 1 steal for Ben Simmons in that that's, game. That's a solid night. That's a, a right, so we've, yeah, we've got to the point where Ben Simmons is a light-skinned Draymond Green now, and there's no getting away from it. <laughs> that is who he is and who he's going to be. Yeah, no, <laughs> this, is, oh, this is plain and simple facts now because, bro, I, I'm losing my mind about Ben Simmons. I'm losing it, bro. I don't care who you play for. As a rookie, you average 18, 8, and 8. You are a perimeter, like, jab step, in and out threat kind of guy. You'd hit, like, 16-footers and 14-footers. You're not even shooting the rock, bro. I'm losing my mind. What is... I feel like this has all to do with the new NBA uh, generation. The way that... The snowflake NBA generation that we're living in. The snowflake generation in general. Because you know what? Ben Simmons, back in the day, coach wouldn't have him shooting four, four shots a game. He'd say, you, you stupid motherfucker. You know how much more talented you are than these defenders. Take at least 10, 12 shots. Otherwise, you're, you're on the bench. Shoot. It's... He needs he needs someone to um, as they say in in England uh, give him a kick up the ass man he needs someone to really just let him know you know what Ben Simmons you need to actually take some control of of the situation you need to take control of games a little bit you're too good to be sitting here being a bit part number three player who's trying to find his way you're 24 25 years old now and you're talented as hell get your head out of your ass and start playing. And Noble might be right. He might start playing in this game still. So it might be the Nets because of that. But uh, I'm going to give it to the Mavs. And I'm only going to give it to the Mavs for one reason. And that's because uh, if I'm not wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, because I think I've, I've, I've got a little bit of seed of doubt in my mind now. But that Mavs-Pelican games is before the Mavs-Nets game, right? Uh, what do you mean? Mavs play the Pelicans before they play the Nets, right? 
Yeah, so Mavs Pelicans yeah. is on Tuesday, and then Mavs Nets is on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So, in Mavs Pelicans, I've got them losing, uh, the Mavs, and I've got them losing to the Pelicans. And I think that will be a really tough game, maybe even go into OT type game. I think it's going to be one of those where it's going to be a hard-fought event. But the Pelicans are just going to have too many scorers who are just going off. I think it'll be something like that. They, they won't be able to stop which direction. As we said, it's going to be a matchup nightmare. They're going to get 12, maybe six buckets, 12 points from Zion. And then they're going to start locking him, doubling him. And then they're going to just get j- lobs to JV. It's going to be something like that. It's going to tire them out. And they're going to be pissed at, they're going to be pissed at the end of that game. They will then have a record of 1-2 and two on the season. Yeah, bearing in mind, I've got the Nets beating the Grizzlies. So they'll be 2-1 and one from those games. Um, so I think it will be a situation where the Nets will be kind of chilling, trying to build from where they are. The Mavs will be in a position where it's like, God damn, we've been playing we've been playing pretty well in the first few games, but we can't get a win. We need to do something quick to make sure that we can start strong. And I think that's why they'll win this game, because they'll make adjustments after my predicted loss to the Pelicans, and they'll come in strong for this game. Um, sorry, just to, just to go back on something that you said um, earlier, Vino. Um, you had the Grizzlies, be- the Grizzlies beating the Nets, no? Did I have the Grizzlies beating the Nets? No, no, no. I had the Nets beating the Grizzlies. I had the Nets. And no, no. Who did you have in that suit, in that uh, in that game? I don't think. Uh, I had uh, Jamarant winning. He had the Grizzlies. Yeah, he had the Grizzlies. Oh, okay. My bad. I got. I, I Jamarant. I'm on my. Why can I not remember how that line goes? God, I don't know. <laughs> Jamarant. I'm on my Grizzly, bro. Jamarant. I'm on my Grizzly. Jamarant. I'm on my Grizzly. All right. I don't and know just, if you guys to... can hear the thunder and lightning outside, man. It's going crazy. Um, and just to make sure that I have all these right, Nobs, Suns versus Clippers, you had the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, Vini, you had the Clippers. Sure thing. Um, Nets versus Grizzlies. Noble, you had the Grizzlies. Vino, you had the Nets. We just cleared that up. You both had the Heat in Raptors versus Heat. You both have the Pels in Pels versus Mavs. And... Mm-hmm. Um, Noble, you have the Nets in Nets versus um, Mavs, and Vini, you had the Mavs in that game. That's right. Perfect. All right, that that is uh, that is everything for this week. At the end of uh, yeah, yeah, yep. next week's episode, we'll go over this. Um, make sure we'll, we'll, we'll have a winner of the, the the first round of this, and um, and we'll set up some some more games next week and go into some of the topics that come up during the week. Until then, keep an eye out on our Instagram page. We'll be dropping some content there. Um, and we'll see you all next week. Later. Hey, yo, fun fact. The Knicks have never lost a game where they've scored more points than their opponent in the first four quarters. Never forget that. That's amazing. That's amazing, bro. I'm saying, right? I'm saying, right, bro? This is, I, I believe, I believe this extends all the way back to when the NBA started, if I'm not wrong. Even before the ABA-NBA merger, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. Don't worry about which other teams have that record as well. It's not relevant. The Knicks have that record. So, irrelevant, bro. But I'll be real. Um, what, how long was that podcast?